I'm Dean Blandino, and you're listening to Scoop FM. Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Dynasty League, the only league that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke. Another hiatus, another two weeks to cover in one. Tried to get to it last week, but I went uh, with, with, with you know, everyone's old pal, Nate. Him and I went up to, uh, to see the uh, Steelers uh, defeat the Seahawks. Now, I only saw... Uh, you know, the first, the second half of the game, you know, I maybe missed a little bit of the third quarter. I think I was awake for the majority of it since the ending just took forever. Um, but yeah, not sure where I was that first half, but watched it anyways, watched Ben, both teams basically just trying to give up the ball, give up the game over and over and over again. And anything good I could say about, oh, I think the O-line is improving a bit. It's just, I mean, we're throwing we're throwing balls directly at Jamal Adams. Like he's not been that good. Please stop stop trying to give him an excuse to appear better than he is. But anyways, that was a great time. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh the Titans game, which we we all should go to. And even if you don't have interest in the game, uh a fantastic option for you is that we're going to have a giant Airbnb, 10 beds, um right on Carson Street. So you can come up early with us and go tailgating and watch the early games at the casino, get some bets in, play some blackjack, whatever you want to do, then meet up with us later and head over to the to the uh, the place. Or you can just come at like four o'clock, just, uh, you know, leave town at like three, come up, spend the night in Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, party it up. It'll be a good time. And the really fun thing is that will be the semi-finals, right? Or no, wait, I think it's week week 15. <clears throat> oh, it'll be the first week of playoffs. So that'll be a lot of fun if everybody comes up. So open invitation, definitely consider it. Anyways, let's get into the big news. The biggest news of all is that Dave has finally addressed his quarterback position. Now, Dave was going into this season after trading, giving away Mahomes for a deal that netted him Russell Wilson and Camara was it was it Camara that he got? No, he had Camara. It was Cook that he got, I think, from Billy. And after after making that move, he was headed into this season with only Russ and Ben as his quarterbacks. Now, I think if you're contending, you need to have a minimum of three starters on your roster at all times. And, you know, that should be possible for most teams, because there's, you know, there's ten of us and three three each, and injuries happen and shit. Doesn't always work out. But that's, that's I think, the goal. Nick has been able to keep it alive with just Tannehill and Brady, won a championship with just Tannehill and Brady. But I would put him in this same boat of, you know, you got to think about what, you know, what you would need to do if, if one of those guys goes down, right? Have a backup plan. And Dave went into the season without a backup plan and knowing that Ben probably wasn't going to have the best year. Now, he tried to make some deals the night of the draft, but the second that he knew... He wasn't going to get fields, right? Devin, Devin secured the deal there. He wasn't going to get one of these young guys. That's when I start going around and asking people about Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, 
Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, any any number of those level of starters. Baker Mayfield to uh, just anybody where I'm like, okay, at least I know they're not going to cost me much and I, I'll get some starts out of them. So I still think he should have done that. But now with Russell Wilson going to be out multiple weeks and Ben, he can't compete with just Ben, right? And he's all in. So he finally makes the deal. He makes a deal with Devin. He ships out Russ for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and in return, wait, 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 wait a second. Which one got Alex Collins? Was it him or Devin? I can't even remember. Shit. Okay, Dave did get Alex Collins. So yeah, uh, adding a little bit probably for the age factor in there. But yeah, I like this. I, I like this move for both teams. It makes sense for Devin a lot. Number one, he's officially punting this season. Right now, he's at the point where he doesn't care if he if he wins. You know, now he doesn't own his first or his second round pick, which makes it a little interesting. He doesn't have incentive to lose necessarily, but he doesn't have incentive to go for it. Um. So he needs to be semi-competitive. Well, no, it doesn't matter. Like nothing, nothing that he does in the playoffs really affects him at all because he doesn't have a first or a second. But on the other hand, you know he is building towards the future. So now you got maybe Deshaun can come back someday. You have Russ. That's buying you a couple years, that extra years you're not going to have with Rodgers. Um, and you have Justin Fields, who you hope develops into something. And plus, you have DK Metcalf. So Russ and DK together. That's a that's a high high flying option for Dave. Yeah, he's gonna he's getting older, getting older and older. But if he's going all in, he needs a guy that's gonna start. Rogers certainly is. Um, the division that Rogers is in, is in isn't great. I think there's a lot of opportunity for him to have a big year this year and be good for the playoffs. So I like this move for both teams. I, I think this is you know one of those trades where you're just like it makes total sense with what both teams need. So anyways. He got that part figured out. Now he's still only going to have Rodgers and Ben. So I don't know if he's going to be done. I think he might He might feel that he needs a third quarterback, and I, I might feel the same way about him as well. Anyways, let's get into the uh, waiver wire. So, you know, considering it hasn't run for this week, but we could cover last week. This week, I don't think there's many people out there that are that interesting at this point. But Drew... Sold a soul for Devontae Booker, $55. The next highest was Nate at 16 So that's a kick in the balls. Um, and then Matt with a $0 bid. I'm surprised there weren't more bids on that. Um, but I think I'm getting to the point of the season, especially in my redraft leagues, where like I've picked up so many backup running backs in different places where guys are hurt where another one pops up and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Do I drop this guy who might start for two weeks for the guy I already have that might start for two weeks? You know, it makes it a little untenable, but that might explain it. Anyways, a good move for Drew, who is uh, down David Montgomery for a couple weeks. So get another starter in there uh, and 55 bucks. That's that's not so bad in a world where one jackass spent a uh, hundred for Elijah Mitchell. Uh, the next highest bid, Devin secured Geno Smith $44. Next highest bid was Nate at seven, Nick at four. You know, again, I might expect Nick to have made a little bit more of a push here, but he does not. Um, I, I get Nate doing it probably more so just to secure capital, right? I, I don't really see him starting him. Well, you know what? Actually, I take that back because... It is possible with Baker out that, that he might need to, but kind of interesting because 
Well, Nick has 86 bucks. Yeah, I mean, a couple teams are really still above 100 or at 100, right? A couple, uh, myself and Drew included, have emptied out the closet already. Matt's already emptied out the closet. So kind of interesting to see how that, that plays along uh, to end the year. And after that, we have kind of a bunch of garbage. Nate did get the Cowboys defense for a dollar. That's a pretty good pickup. Anyways, let's just talk about the games real quickly. I'm not going to dive too much in because, you know, we are a little behind here. But let's take it all the way back to week five. Before we were talking again, I took down Bob valiantly, 174 to 122. I think I went into the Monday night game needing 20 points between Lamar and Mark Andrews, and they just, you know, decided to get 72 instead 73 so that was a lot of fun um definitely enjoyed that one uh yeah so that extended bob's loss to he was 0 and 5 at the time again we we know the story here it's it's been hit before nikki had a nice win over nate 151 to 130 and you know i mean i gotta say you know nikki's team a lot of people always say well you got to think if in if if he had Chase this would be a totally different or sorry if he still had Chubb this would be a totally different story. Well let's let's rethink what what occurred with with that trade. So the former owner gives up Chubb and in return gets Daniel Jones and the ninth overall pick. So going back in time, so Daniel Jones so far has been pretty good and a pretty reliable quarterback too for a team that only had Dak and Wentz. So you figure like Dak's your guy, Wentz a spot starter, and Daniel Jones has been a solid QB too. And then that ninth pick ended up being Jamar Chase. Now I know in our running back crazy league, you know, that wouldn't, that wouldn't, you know, that, that deal today, I don't know if you're the Chubb owner, if you would give up Chubb for Chase and, um, Daniel Jones. But according to some calculators and stuff I've seen online, maybe in leagues that people care about receivers more, especially young receivers that look like they could dominate for 10 plus years, right? As opposed to Chubb who's already on a second contract. Um, I mean, yeah, they, those love the Chase and Daniel Jones side in Superflex. They're like, that's a, that's a fucking win. You know, so I, I don't think it would happen. I don't think the Chubb owner would give that up in our league, given our sort of craze for running backs. But I think it's a lot closer than it was back then. And I don't think it's that far off, right? I don't think you have to add much more to get it done. So in retrospect, not really a bad trade, not the worst trade. Now, this team, Nicky, still needs more depth at running back. But when you look at his team, interesting stuff is like he really did grab a lot of guys late in this draft, and I, I think we could see a couple of those starting to, I mean, you have Chuba Hubbard, he didn't even play him, I mean, he has, you know, Alexander Madison, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Kenneth Gainwell has been getting a lot of action, Ramondre Stevenson, I think Damian Harris might be banged up, like, these are four or five guys where you're going to get some spot starts from him, from them, and you might end the year and, and, and think to yourself, oh, shit, like, I kind of got something more here than I thought I would, you know, you really might. So anyways, um, big win for him. It was good to get back on track. Nick continued his dominance this year, 5-0, and uh, beating Devin 145 to 116. It, it's just incredible. Brady just, it, it's it's just insane that he's doing what he's doing. And I know like, like the MVP favorites are normally the young guys like 
Murray and Dak and Lamar and Josh Allen are kind of all in that conversation, but like just to watch Brady continue to play at this high of a level at his age, and maybe he's not the MVP because maybe the team is a little stacked, right? And maybe, especially in Lamar's case, you're like, uh, he doesn't really have a lot around him right now. He's got like four practice squad running backs, injured O-line, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's incredible, an incredible feat that he's playing like he is. You know, in that regard, I think I'm about ready. I, I was saying, oh, ASC North, best, best division in football. ASC's way better than the NFC this year. I mean, honestly, when I look at those two, between the Rams, the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Packers, and the Cowboys, in no particular order, those, in my mind, are all legitimate Super Bowl contenders. And I don't know if I feel that confident about five teams in the AFC. I mean, you have Chargers, you have Bills, Ravens, Chargers, Chiefs. Who's five? And even that top four, pick any four from the NFC. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll bet the NFC wins over one of the others. So yeah, crazy. Uh, Drew has got to win uh, uh, over Bill, 133 to 115. And it's all on the backs of, it's crazy. We're seeing that this was a week where his quarterbacks really came back down to earth, particularly Sam Darnold and Derek Carr a little, but you know, we know he's up and down. He's at least got more proof than Sam Darnold that he's pretty. He's a pretty good quarterback. But, I mean, finally something out of Gaskin. Finally starting to pay off a little bit. And Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler had a big game. Of course, right after I said, oh, I don't know about him, Montgomery goes down. Eckler has a huge game. But Derrick Henry has just been a fucking god amongst men. And guess what? When we talk about uh, week six, you're going to hear that continue. Uh, Devin didn't, or Dave didn't stand a chance against Matt. He toasted him 192 to 120. Um, and this is just fire firing on all cylinders from, from Matt, which is why Matt's team is so fucking scary. Um, with, with Allen and, well, and Kyler didn't even have a good game, but whenever one of them doesn't, Josh Allen has another, if he would have played Herbert in this over Kyler, that's like another 30 points. He scores 220. That might be an all-time high. And fucking Mike Williams coming out of nowhere this year, not what I expected at all. Um, and just, you know, across the board, Claypool with a big game, Kelsey respectable. Like, this is this is stupid. When you have Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, and you pair them with Emmanuel Sanders and Mike Williams, who going into the draft this year probably wouldn't have got you shit, you know, maybe a second round pick, maybe, and they're fucking killing it, and you could stack both of them, and this is without even uh, McCaffrey healthy, or Chris Carson, so definitely uh, definitely a scary proposition for for uh, the other teams that are looking to compete in this league, so anyways, let's go on to week six quickly, won't dwell too much on this, I unfortunately lost to Billy, 141 to 126. Just a just not a great game for me. Gibson kind of gets hurt. Maybe he's benched. I, I'm not totally sure. Higgins doing not Higgins Godwin not doing a lot. I mean, just not a big game for me. Not at all. Um, disappointing too because Lamar. I mean, a beatdown of um of the Chargers but just running the ball on them. Lamar basically did nothing. I actually could have won this game had I put in the Cardinals over the Steelers defense and Christian Kirk over Tyler Lockett, which I actually was kind of considering the day of. I was thinking of putting Kirk or Edmonds in over over Lockett because I just uh, didn't trust Geno Smith, but didn't get it done. On Bill's side, I mean, you know, 
Jonathan Taylor has just gone off. Mahomes, Tyreek, they're reliable. I was beating him like all day, pretty much the entire day. And then, of course, the fucking Carolina game goes into overtime. Kirk scores nearly 29. So put Billy right back on the right track and put me uh, put me down in a place that I don't like to be at. Um, Dave, Dave beat uh, Drew 159 to 140. Again, you know, Darnold, Carr's, Carr was better this game. Darnold's starting to disappoint. Uh, but on Dave's side, Rodgers making an impact early, early. Um, and not Derrick Henry, even though he had a big fucking Monday night game, not enough to to stave things off. And then back to earth for guys like Gaskin and Brandon Cooks, just not enough, you know? And I think, like, it's weird. I still feel like Justin Jefferson and A.J. Brown are, are top dynasty assets, but they just haven't been kind of going off quite yet, right? But Rodgers definitely paid off early, um, and he's been able to string together some good, decent flexes. Alex Collins, Latavius Murray, you know, getting getting points. So that's a that's a big game for Dave to to sort of make a statement on his trade and his ability to compete. Now the game of the week, of course, would have been a rematch of the championship round. Nick versus Matt, and Nick takes this one, one sixty to one thirty eight, and really not not. 160, it sounds like a lot. Normally that means you had a couple boom performances. Not really the case here. Just consistent, you know? Brady, decent game. Tannehill was low. Khalil Herbert, Thielen, Aaron Jones, James Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, all 15-plus points. No one necessarily went off. 13 from a kicker, but, you know, but pretty damn good. On that side of things, you know, it's a little bit of the Mike Williams coming down to earth, Claypool coming down to earth. And you start getting in this trap of, okay, he's got the injury bug. He he can't, you know, ju- he's full up IR. Gronk, Gallup, Juju, the, those would all three be starters on a lot of teams. Nick Chubb out, Chris Carson out, uh, McCaffrey out. So you're out three quarterbacks. Um, not good. Damian Williams out, four, or sorry, four running backs. So just not good. Um, wasn't really at full strength for this match, but Nick put up the respectable number. He got the win. That's a big one for him. He moves on to 6-0. and oh, In the brotherly rivalry to end all rivalries. By the way, I just forgot to mention, this was a full intradivisional round. So it was all... Oh, we got to keep track of that. Because Nicky won last week against... Uh, I don't even remember who. That gives the bullshit division another dub. And then let's see here. So far, we've got Bullshit Division taking one over me. Uh, D- Dave pulling out one for the Cucks. Nick pulling out one for Bullshit. And Bob pulling out one for the Cucks. And spoiler alert, same with Nate. But that will put us on the year. Well, I'll tell you that once I finish the other two games. Anyways, brotherly brotherly matchup here. It's pretty cool right now. We started the year off. You know, we're mixing in. Because there's an extra game, you're going to play someone from the other division twice. We went through those every week. Now that we got to week six, they start after we went through all five of those, we're going to have a couple weeks straight of intra-conference matchups. Then we'll go back to finishing off whoever you've yet to play. And then we'll end the year starting to cycle back back again. So that'll be fun. Anyways, a big game for Bob, who wasn't even trying to win. At first, I thought he had only played Joe Burrow in one quarterback. I keep forgetting that he has Jared Goff because he basically doesn't score like a quarterback. Um, But he didn't even play a kicker in this one, and he still pulled it off. 
Uh, Daryl Henderson having a big game, Cortland Sutton, Leonard Fournette. And this is this is pretty nice. I think Bob is in a good position now where like you're starting to see things from Daryl Henderson and Leonard Fournette. And Bob might have to ask himself, are these guys long-term assets on my team? Because if not, and you know, you're a contender and you're like, uh, do I want to give up the world for a guy that is going to start for years and years and years, or do I want to get just one extra running back for the playoffs? Well, you might be in luck knocking at Bob's door with some performances like that, and even Kenyon Drake having a big game. On Nikki's side, I want to see quickly if he had the ability to win this one. Yeah, pretty easily if he had played Carson Wentz over Daniel Jones. I mean, the Rams are not a good matchup for him to begin with. Oh, he really should have done that. Wentz had Houston. But I'm sure Daniel Jones, yeah, he was projected for more. And I don't think you could have predicted it would have gone as poorly as it did. But still. So our last match, Nate versus Devin. This one's a fucking stinker. 108 to 89. I mean, uh, that just stinks. I'm not even reading that. Devin lost. Anyways, let's get into it. Uh, oh, and then that puts us with those interconference matchups. Cuck 6, bullshit 4. We'll see how that continues to play out. Let's look ahead to next week. No, let's talk about the standings first. So, in the standings, let's go 1 through 10. In first, holding steady, is Nick, leader of the bullshit division, 6-0, 99% playoff chance, second most points scored in the league. Now, the 6-0, it's an impressive thing. He also has the least amount of points scored in the league by a lot. Nearly 200 less than Nicky has, who's who's the most. Uh, most of us are plus 800. He's right at 699. So that definitely helps. But he's he's in, in sole ownership of a buy in his division. And number two overall is Matt at 4-2. 98% playoff chance, most points scored in the league. By the way, this is pretty important. Never mind, I'll get to it later. In third is Dave, uh, at four and two, he's got the seventh most points score in the league. Uh, he has a 95% chance of making the playoffs in fourth place is Nate at four and two eighth most points score in the league, 69% chance of making the playoffs. I, I still fail to understand why his are so low compared to Dave's. Oh, and mine, I'm in fifth place, third most points scored in the league, three and three, 95% playoff chance. It tell, Stop me and ask, tell me if you've heard this before. Every fucking year, top three in points, fighting for a playoff spot. Never even close to sniffing a bye. Fucking one more game, one more game, and this would have been really interesting. If I had got that last one against Bill, then we our top four teams in the division would be four and two and not playing each other for the next two weeks, playing teams from the other division. So there could have been massive shakeups. Now there's three teams. It's still possible, but it'll be interesting to see. And we're getting into some bye week hell. So I think we're going to see some very weird matchups. But again, I still think that's a little crazy. I got like number one, me and Dave have the exact same playoff percentage chance. I don't know about that one. And I definitely don't agree with Nate's being substantially lower. But anyways, look at the class of this division. 98, 95, 95, 69. We are, we are roaring into the playoffs. And your last playoff spot, fighting on the bubble. 
Also at 3-3, three and three, just like me, is Drew. He's got the fourth most points scored in the league. We just, we're just fucking shit out of luck, buddy. we just got some shit-ass luck. Gives him a 57% chance at the playoffs. In seventh place, the first team out is Bill. Fifth most points scored in the league. He's at 2-4, and four, though. And this thing gives him 67% chance of the playoffs. It likes him nearly as much as Nate and likes him more than Drew. That's pretty interesting because he he hasn't been in a playoff position yet this season, but he's on uh, he's one and one. So he's got two wins. This is another big week for him. What happens here? Because I mean he's he's right on the bubble. Um in in eighth is Nikki. He's got the six most points scored in the league. He's two and four as well. Give him a 19% chance at the playoffs. In ninth is Devin. He is uh, one and five. He's got the ninth most points scored in the league, 1% chance at the playoffs. And in 10th place is Bob, who did get a win, did get his first win, putting him at one and five. Still in 10th place, least points scored in the league, 1% chance at making the playoffs. Anyways, let's look at next week and see what do we think the match of the week is. It's another interconference week. Not not fully a great week, if I'm being honest. Um, Nikki's de- Nikki's decimated by buys. Oh, the Cowboys are out, so that's half his starters. So I I don't think that with Matt is much of a much of a going concern. You got Bob and Devin playing together. Now this would be a lot more interesting if Devin had his pick. If Devin had his first round pick. This is a potential um, this is a potential first overall battle right, a battle for the first overall pick, which we would see um, throughout the, the playoffs. But Devin doesn't have his, so I don't know, is he going to be trying for it or not? But it will still give us an interesting insight because Bob has his, so he would love to win that, you know, but it's just not very interesting in terms of the other goings-on we have. Um, Matt, or sorry, Nate and Bill, that could be a good one. Bill's projected a lot higher. I don't know if that's because Nate hasn't really... Uh, hasn't really tried changing his lineup yet or anything, and he's got some people on by, and I, I can't fucking read this app. So, but no, I don't think so. I just think it's, uh, oh, he does have, uh, a lot of his top starters are on by, and Saquon still probably out. Now, I don't know. I hate to do this, but I think I got to give it to myself again. I think it's me and Drew. This is an important one. We're both three and three. So one of us is going above 500. One of us is going below 500. Um, and it's getting pretty frisky with, with Bill out there. I mean, Bill is, if he, if he pulls out a win, well, then one of us is tied with him and it's coming down to points there. Uh, so yeah, whoever loses this could more than likely they're six overall, but they could be out of the playoffs. So that's your match of the week. Hope you're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Almost at the halfway point after this, we're halfway through the regular season already. It's fucking crazy. But I've been loving it. Hope you're having fun. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.